Joining me today is Vivica Von Rosen, the LinkedIn expert. Vivica is a really good friend of mine, and I'm so happy to have had her on the podcast. Uh, from the time of the recording of this show until release, which is October 27th that we're uh, you're listening to this, uh, LinkedIn had made a few more changes, and Vivica actually writes about them, so they won't be in the episode, but if you look at the show notes, you can see some links to articles that Vivica has written about uh, the new changes to LinkedIn groups. Uh, we do mention briefly about LinkedIn uh, chat here in the episode as well, uh, so be sure to go check out the links that we drop in the show notes so that you can check out what Vivica uh, is referring to. On that note, Rachel, take it away. You're listening to the Brand Boost Podcast, an exclusive look at who's doing business right. He's your favorite brand correspondent with more tweets than the Bible's got Psalms. Here's your host, Vincenzo Landino. So welcome to the Brand Boost Podcast. My name is Vincenzo Landino. Joining me today, tonight, depending on where you're at, is the LinkedIn expert Vivica Von Rosen. How are you, Vivica? I am excellent, and that was your sexy radio voice. I'm going to have to speak in the same way now. Ooh, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's actually really funny because since I got a mic and, like, all the cool equipment, <laughs> I feel like I need to talk like this a lot more. And, I and think so. Yeah, and then I think to myself, what are you doing? Something is wrong with you. <laughs> that, that's what I say to myself. Like, that's the self-talk. Right. Um, it's, it's but we crazy. all like it very much. Well, then, then maybe I'll just keep doing it. We'll just talk about sexy, sexy brands on LinkedIn. <laughs> well, good because I, you know, I wanted to jump in, and I want, I want to really just jump in. And <laughs> now you got me laughing. Uh, for those of you that don't know Vivica and they're listening on the podcast or watching live on Blab, she was named Forbes 2011, 2012, 2013, uh, 20 most influential women in social media. Also, she was named. Same years, 2011 through 2013, Forbes 50 most influential people in social media. Uh, and then I women. sucked last year. And then last year came along. <laughs> and then and, last uh, year I just sucked. You never sucked. You are the LinkedIn expert. But really, LinkedIn, Vivica, is one of those platforms that I yeah. personally, I'm so up and down about. Right. So because I. Because I don't know how brands are using it properly. So I want to ask you, I want to let's let's kick it off with this. Sure. How the heck are brands using LinkedIn and what brands do you see using it properly? Excellent question. Thank you for asking. Um you know, shockingly brands are not using it very well. Um, you think about something like Apple, and it took them almost a year to adopt a company page. Uh, the the brands that seem to be doing it well are social media brands. You know, social media examiners doing it well. Um, they should. <laughs> They've got a lot of us on there, oh, yeah. <laughs> consultants, right? Um, HubSpot's doing it well. HubSpot really knows how to do the branding with their company page. But what I'll still tell you is there's still this giant gap between company page branding and employee branding. Or, um, you know, for those of you who are solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, it's it's actually a little bit easier. But when you get a big company like HubSpot, like Social Media Examiner, like Apple, like IBM, um, who all do company pages fairly well now, 
the, <laughs> the personal profiles are still all over the map. And it's not that you can force your employee base to maintain your brand, but come on, give them some tools anyway. You know, give them a, a hero image they can upload. Give them at least some copy that they can copy and paste if they're too lazy to create their own copy. Um, give them some media to upload. Uh, you know, give them some ideas about good posts to do. Give them some ideas about what updates to share. You know, and, and with some of the new LinkedIn tools, um, which of course I'm totally spacing what the newest one is, not the not the messenger that was released today, but a couple of days ago, LinkedIn starts with an L um, for company interaction. I mean, at least LinkedIn and Elevate, they've got LinkedIn Elevate too for company interaction, but can there's you tell just me, can, such so a Can fail. you explain to the audience a little bit more about Elevate? Because not everybody yeah. can really use it if you're not part of no. an organization. So no. how do you, and you know what, if you are somebody in inside of a brand that maybe isn't using Elevate, yeah. how can you take it and say, hey, Mr. CMO, you know, here's yeah. here's this awesome tool that everybody, you can get everybody on board. On within board the and everyone's sharing content and everyone's yeah. sharing information. So so there's, yeah, so Elevate is, um, it's almost like a platform within a platform that allows companies, uh, enterprise-sized companies really, because <laughs> who can afford yeah. it if you're a smaller company, um, but it allows these bigger companies to share contact, to share content um, and and really to again build the brand. Um, a lot of companies don't even know it exists. Uh, LinkedIn didn't do a f fabulous job of letting their their enterprise size companies know that it exists. A lot of the companies don't understand the value in it. And quite frankly, there's workarounds that are cheaper or free. Um, a lot of companies because they already have a you know, an internal intramedia site like IBM has its own internal intramedia site. So does, so does, uh, you know, Oracle. Um, so they maybe don't feel like they need Elevate. But I think, I mean, I think it's a really good idea if it gets implemented because the whole idea is employee amplification, right? It's right. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you don't want just the 15 people on the marketing team or the one person on the marketing team to be the only voice of the company. You don't want the CEO to be the only voice of the company. You want your employee base to amplify your message and your brand. And that's where Elevate um, theoretically comes in really handy. So, you know, we talk about Facebook, we talked about yeah. LinkedIn, or we talk about Twitter, we yeah. talk about all these other tools. Now we have live streaming. <laughs> is LinkedIn even still, again, relevant? Sexy? Is it, it's is never it relevant? been sexy. I mean, Where that's kind of cute, yeah. but yeah. Um, no, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's never going to be as sexy as Twitter or Blab or Periscope or, or Facebook or, well, it's, it's as sexy as LO was, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> What was that? Ello? What? Ello? 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 Does that still uh, exist? Really? I don't, I don't know. Does it? I actually have. Yeah, it does actually. They made an update recently. Did they? Okay. For who? I don't, for the, for the five for users, the apparently. People. For Joelcom, they made they made an update <laughs> for Joelcom. Um, who's? I'm shocked. Is not on this call right now. I mean, come on. Doesn't he live on Blab? Uh, <laughs> He knows. Um, so I can't even remember what I was talking about. Oh, LinkedIn, not sexy. LinkedIn, not um, sexy. Yeah, LinkedIn's, well, first of all, we have to understand LinkedIn is primarily a business tool, not a social media site. And it always gets lumped in with the social media sites because it came out at, well, it came out before the other ones, but came out at about the same time. It has a lot of the same features, um, you know, friends, i.e. connections. It's got a timeline. You can share content. But it really is 
a business site. It's really more of a CRM than it is a social media site. So in that way, it's not as fun. It's not as sexy. You don't have, you know, I said this earlier in the earlier blab I did today. It's not, it's not flying cat, you know, photos. It is business people doing business stuff. And that's, I don't care. It's just not sexy. I mean, I, I know there's people on the, on that's going to tell us that, that no business is sexy, but it's not as much fun um, unless you're making a gazillion dollars. It's not as much fun as going out skiing and taking pictures of flying rats, but you know, that's, that's what we have. But that being said, it's still such an incredibly powerful business tool and yes, social networking site. Yeah, so explain a little bit about those power because I, what I like that you said is that LinkedIn is not a social media tool, which you know, for our listeners that They're might like, strike some of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people probably don't think that way that it's right. not a social media tool. But it's so always go, referred to as one. Of course. I mean, it gets lumped in. Like you said, yeah. you have the social connections, you have requests, you have publishing and liking and commenting yeah. and sharing. I mean, I think I personally, the social media tool layout or the social media platform layout is something that most tools are going towards anyway, because it's just, it's becoming second nature for a lot of people. Oh yeah. Oh, I see a like button. Cool. I know what that does. Oh, I see a (laughs) comment button. I know what that does. So it would be foolish for them to use some other system, but can you talk about some of the opportunities that brands have to market themselves on LinkedIn. Because like you said, there are some really cool things. I mean, pages are a very underutilized piece. Groups are a very underutilized piece of it. The publisher. So just talk a little bit about how those can work within it, whether it's an enterprise or it doesn't have to necessarily be that big of a solopreneur. So small company anyway. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll just go in the order that you were talking about. Um, so LinkedIn is company pages and still, still people think that a company page is a personal profile with a logo and a company name instead of your name. It's not, there's actual pages on LinkedIn that are company pages in a way similar to what Facebook did with its pages versus personal profiles, except for Facebook pages are so much more autonomous. I mean, they can do almost anything a personal profile can and a LinkedIn company page can't. Um, LinkedIn company pages are really a lot more like a a tweet stream, a Twitter stream, really, Um, but not even as interactive. But what they can allow you to do is you can create followers and that's what they're called on the company page. You can disseminate information to those followers. Um, If you've got really unique... um, uh, product services, events, um, verticals in your company, you can actually create what's known as showcase pages or sub pages to disseminate that information. And so it becomes almost like a news feed. Uh, they've changed. They used to have products and services pages, which I actually liked. That was more of a brochure. But mm, now we've got company pages, which is really more of a news feed. And, and there's a lot of missed opportunity there. Um, like a lot of companies, their employees aren't even following the company page. So how are I they supposed? That. Right. <laughs> well, so, I see that with a lot yeah. of with a lot of you know brands in general, brands uh, all through the ranks, no matter of size. It's like their their employees aren't on there, but yet their employee. I'm sorry, their employees are on LinkedIn, but but they're not following their own company. Yeah. So we, you know, it's like where's the disconnect? And so how right. does so that my I guess my question is how does a brand not force or make their people <laughs> use it, but how on earth do they create yeah. you know 
hey, this is where we go. And I, I thought Elevate was the way to do it, but it still seems like there's a disconnect there. There's not a lot of people using it. There's not a lot of people using it. Um, it's education. And again, LinkedIn doesn't do the best job maybe of educating its users on these different features or companies themselves aren't doing enough to educate their own employees. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it, it, it's, it's a handout, right? It's a quick video. It's an email saying, this is how you link your, your personal profile, your experience section, your job to our company page. And this is how you follow our company page. And by the way, would you please once a week share something from our company page with your audience? I mean, it really, it could be that simple. Um, it could be as simple as, and this is what I have all my clients do. It could be as simple as creating uh, a template for them to work off of. It's as simple as creating a LinkedIn folder. Please come in here and grab any of the media that we have and put it on your profile and here's how to do it. But it takes education because LinkedIn is not intuitive. You know, how would you know? How, how would this employee base where, especially if, if they don't see that LinkedIn is a main source of their income, you know, if they're not the sales team, if they're not the marketing team, if they're a software engineer, what do they care if their LinkedIn profile is connected? So I think it, it comes down, um, it's the responsibility of the company to make sure that its employees are representing it correctly. Because I got to tell you, like, like we mentioned earlier, the disconnect is, is huge. Yeah. And, you know, I was looking through your, uh, you know, I was looking through some of your, your, your uh, tips earlier and whatnot, just about LinkedIn. And um, it, the first, your first tip was treat your, treat LinkedIn like a website. And I go, I think that goes for brands or profiles, yep. right? Whether yep. it's personal or not. And I, I don't know. I he, Let me ask you this because yep. there's so many out there that say, well, Hey, you need to, you need to work on your owned assets, which is your email list and your website, right? For sure, right. So how does LinkedIn play into that funnel, whether it's a sales funnel, whether yeah. it is a recruiting tool, whether it is a CRM? Like how does, where does LinkedIn stand you know, in the ranks of, okay, you have your website, you have your email list, you yeah. have your social platforms, and then you have LinkedIn. Where does it sit? Where, do, where would you right. rank it in importance? You know, I, I thank you for bringing that up. From someone who's been kicked off of LinkedIn, I think three times now, um, <laughs> it you, you cannot build your house on someone else's property. That That's absolutely true. What I'm talking about when I say, you know, treat it like a website, essentially you want it to look as pro professional and um, credible as possible. The fact is in, in the scheme of things in, in Google land, um, your, your company or your, uh, your website may not show up above your LinkedIn profile. Like it is entirely possible that when someone is Googling you, your LinkedIn profile is going to show up way before your website does. And in that case, what kind of presence are you showing? Like, do you have a really crappy LinkedIn profile? In which case you've lost your credibility and they might not even look at your website. So there's that aspect of it. Um, I always tell people when I'm teaching and training on LinkedIn, it's like, don't, don't freak out. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not telling you, you have to abandon everything you've done in the past. It's just that LinkedIn is a platform that can help to amplify the practices you already have into place, right? So yeah. if you have a funnel, great. LinkedIn is another place to create that top of mind awareness. If you have a great 
um, blog post, great. LinkedIn Publisher can help you get even more visibility for your existing blog posts. You can repurpose it and hit maybe a whole other audience. If you've got an awesome CRM system set up, stick with it because LinkedIn has shut down the API for every decent CRM out there. No, <laughs> um, LinkedIn, <laughs> sorry, pet peeve. Um, my guess is that LinkedIn with Sales Navigator is, is creating its own uh, CRM to compete with Salesforce. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's something to help you. It's in aid of. I'm not saying do LinkedIn and do nothing else. Even I don't do just LinkedIn and nothing else. I just, right, I just find that in some cases, especially in the B2B world and for B2B brands, LinkedIn is a really important place to be for that, you know, for that credibility, for that visibility. So, oh, here's another oh, pet peeve. Don't export your LinkedIn connections into your funnel. <laughs> that is such a huge no-no. Why? Number one, Tell they me why. Didn't, <laughs> they <laughs> Tell didn't, me more. Tell me more. Oh, my God. It's just, oh, it just drives me nuts. So, okay. So, two things. First of all, if you, Vincenzo, invite me to connect on LinkedIn, then that's where we're going to connect and that's where we're going to communicate. And, hey, if I want to you know, you can send me an email on LinkedIn and say, join my email list, or you can even just send me an email saying, would you like to join my email list? Or would you like to sign up for my newsletter? Would you like my free product? You're allowed to do that one time. But I did not say, yeah, throw me in your funnel so I can get bugged by you for airplane wrappers and, and sunglass cases and, and iPad batteries for the, <laughs> I'm just looking around my, I, I couldn't think of anything. So that's Stuff what I was looking got, at. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I did not sign up for your newsletter and, and too many people and too many people like me teach people to do this, to just export your list. They didn't sign up for it. And if you're, if you've got a lot of Canadians on your list, um, you could get in some fear trouble, right? With Castle, uh, Canadian anti-spam laws. Yeah. So if you just do that, you could get into a lot of trouble. Now, if you're going to one time say, hey, I'm so glad we can, like everyone who connects to me, I send a little letter. Well, okay. My assistant sends them a little letter. So glad we connected. You know, here's a free ebook. Here's a video you can watch. Here's a, you know, here's an interview you can listen to. Please let me know how I can help you. That's one thing. But yeah, just shoving them into a funnel, um, yeah. Without their permission, yeah, huge pet peeve of Not mine. Good. So, Not good. So, okay, you mentioned spam. Lately, yeah. I've oh. seen a lot more spam, and yeah. I mean, when I look at, I don't, I've actually started to ignore, yeah, my, my LinkedIn because the the notification number on my yeah. on my phone is like you know fifty, and I'll yeah. go in and look, and I'm like, who are these requests? People don't even. Here's the thing: no one's using the tools properly either. Right. So if I'm if I'm a hiring man, and I'm gonna tie these two questions in really quickly, but if I'm a hiring manager, right, yep. and somebody is trying to get my attention because yep. I've done this in the past, right? But I always will write a little a, like a personal note. I oh, am yeah. not seeing that at all. I mean, I'm talking about people just sending requests. Yeah, no idea who they are. Yeah, why is it that? And and then of course sending the. The link, the in mail. Which oh, oh, don't even. <laughs> buy my, oh my God. Why is that happening? More? Oh, my God. Um, I can answer. Uh, yeah, I can answer both questions. The first one is because LinkedIn, you know, LinkedIn is all about connect only to people, you know, and it all, it's all about the relationship. And yet they put these connect buttons that don't even let you customize the invitation. 
I mean, it used to be that, you know, wherever you hit the connect button, the little thing, how do you know, how do you know this person? And then you could customize that invitation that that would pop up. If you're doing it on your cell phone now, it, it's it's like finding the, the holy grail to try and find the area to actually customize the invitation. If you're sending from a browser from people who viewed your profile or people you may know, or even sometimes just from their profile, hitting the connect button, LinkedIn just sends that automatic invitation, that default invitation. So I've got a ton of people going, we want to customize the invitation. We just don't know how. So again, it's the, the lack of intuitive nature on LinkedIn. Now, interestingly enough, what I noticed with this new, um, uh, not connections, with the new um, uh, Messenger uh, app that they literally just released like yesterday, um, it is allowing messaging. So if someone invites you to connect, again, it's like you have to go hover here, click there and and you know, and, and do the, the, the stork pose while you're doing it. And hopefully you might be able to, to get the reply feature, but it does at least let you hit reply um, still. So you, you do have some opportunity to kind of uh, communicate with these individuals before you send the invitation. But again, they've just, they've made it so difficult even to customize the invitation. So my yeah. guess is that's why. It, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling because there it's was a time where I was getting really great connections on there yeah. and I was yeah. able to connect to, you know, I was able to connect yeah. to brand managers, yeah. you know, CMOs, um, hiring managers. Like you were able yeah. to connect and create. Yeah. And now I can't even, you know, I have a, I have a, I keep writing things down as you're talking. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I just wrote down was LinkedIn ads as you were talking. Oh, yeah. um, I, I want to get to that in a second, but before I forget, with all of this spam now and all of this yeah. like difficulty, how on earth do you even sell on LinkedIn anymore? Right. And that's, you know, I usually start with, you, <laughs> I'll do a guest webinar for someone like, you know, on sales generation techniques on LinkedIn. I'm like, yeah, you can't sell on LinkedIn. Um, and then, you know, and then everyone leaves. No, it's, it's, it's all, it's social selling, right? So it's all about creating the relationship. Um, and it's weird because this is where this is where true salespeople and true business people and, and true communicators will excel. Um, it's not about numbers. It's not about sending a hundred. Well, maybe it is sending a hundred in mails out, um, which costs you like a thousand dollars. Right. Like in mails are, are ridiculously expensive depending on what and then they don't, they have. don't give them back to you now either. Right. If they, if someone responds. So again, this is where being really good at social selling um, pays off. So if someone responds to your in-mail, you get it back. It used to be if someone didn't respond to your in-mail, you got it back. But now if someone responds to your in-mail, you get that credit back. So you got to write killer emails, essentially. So you have to have killer headers or killer subject lines that are really going to attract people's attention. And then you have to have an in-mail that's not a blatant sales pitch. Um, so why don't I just write an email? Because a lot of times you can't get access to those people. Why don't I just write to them on Twitter? Um, because they might not be on Twitter. But you I know mean, what? You get my point, though. It's almost of, like no, no. And yeah. I usually say all of the above. I in mail. In most cases, is for lazy people. You know, don't hate me. Um, 
but but no, it I is it's, right it's it's for people who are not willing to make the effort to research someone to use a tool like nimble to use it even a tool like eGrabber to just research them on linkedin to see if they're on twitter to to, to reach out to them through twitter you, you you know if if you do all of that and all of that fails then fine go ahead to the inmail and then there's sponsored inmails which you can't even flag as being promotional which you can't even keep off of your inbox Right. So if someone's part of the 25K club and they pay LinkedIn enough money, you get an inbox full of, you know, yeah, I've been getting email. It. I've been yeah, getting me that. Too. Like, me too. American, no. American Express. Woo. Again, so. though. Okay. So there's a brand using it. Yeah. Are, what kind badly. of return is a brand? Well, you just said badly, but yeah. what kind of return do they see by sending these kind of types of email, you know, these types of in there? Yeah. And I guess I, I don't want to turn this into a bitch session. Right, 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 right. We'll talk about is. the good parts of LinkedIn soon. But <laughs> yeah, we can get to that. And again, it's not you. I mean, I think we all have these frustrations, yeah. but for me, it's like, well, how do I pitch this to brands? Because I work with brands yeah. and they're like, hey, I want to try and promote more on LinkedIn. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? I don't even really know if it's worth it for you. And and so now I want to jump into the LinkedIn ads because right. you know, I work with with brands that are like, yeah. okay, well, I, I want to do LinkedIn ads. Right, right. And I I sit there and scratch my head. I was like, oh. I don't and I used to be able to really create a good LinkedIn ad and see yeah. really great results. Yeah. As of late, it's not Yeah, there. it's it's not as much it's there. there. What's I, going I mean, on and how do you and, and how do you work it? Yeah. So my fingers are crossed that like, here's the thing, LinkedIn bought Bizzo, right? And so they have this enormously powerful, really cool targeting funnel platform that you have to have $25,000 a quarter or have 100,000 or more views on your website per month. So essentially 99% of us don't get access to it. Um, and then they have the do-it-yourself ads, which have horrible ROI, um, unless you really know how, how to use them. Uh, and I've got a whole course on lynda.com, but essentially, first of all, you're not going to get on, you're not going to use a text ad, which by the way, does have a 50 by 50 photo too. Just, it's not all text. So that's confusing in, in oh, and Oh, 50 itself. by 50. Oh yeah. 50 by 50 pixel. Woohoo. Like wow. so the size of, yeah, my thumb, hence the thumbnail. Um, so a your your images have to be very simplistic and and uh, contrasty for that. <laughs> That's my very scientific term. Contrasty, uh, contrasty. I do, I do, you know, some people forget that and they just kind of throw up some random image. But that's right. I mean, that's a good it's, point. It's yeah. I mean, you don't you don't want anything with print inside it or anything because it's, right. it's going to be completely useless. Um, you know, you got twenty five characters for your subject line, seventy five characters for your for your body, and that's what people think of when they think of ads. They don't think of the sponsored updates, and they really can't afford any of the other ads on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I don't know what the ROI, I can't imagine the ROI of a text ad is very good unless like any funnel, you've built awareness around the product or the service and then hit them with the text ad that they can then click on there and go into your funnel and now you own them and you can do whatever you want with them. Um, I'm more of a fan of the sponsored update on LinkedIn, which is just like the sponsored, which is just like the sponsored post or the sponsored tweet on on um, Facebook or Twitter. Mm -hmm. And really though, what, what I tell my clients is we are doing this to build awareness around your brand. We are building this to hopefully 
you know, move some people into your funnel. We're not doing this. We're still not doing this to sell a product or a service. You know, maybe if you're trying to get someone to a webinar or a seminar, it might be worth doing. Maybe if you're trying to get someone to a, a piece of content that, again, they, they go into your funnel, it's worth doing. If you if they only have to pay with their email address, then it's probably worth doing. But yeah, the ROI on, on both sponsored updates and text ads is pretty low unless, and I was actually talking to Chris Mann, who created LinkedIn Lead Accelerator, um, you know, you have to create a, a timeline and a strategy. And the other thing, and this might be what you were experiencing, the other thing is you really have to focus on your audiences. Like it's way better to do 10 micro campaigns that have, you know, 1,200 people in them than, you know, one campaign with 50,000 people. Your ROI is going to be a lot better on the the, the 10 you know, the 10 or the 50 campaigns with 1,000 people in them each. And you can really focus and and play with what's working and do more of that. So uh, you talked about LinkedIn. But that's not at all exhausting. <laughs> no, I, you know, it's good for our audience to hear it and to understand a little bit more of how some of the things are working. And, and I think it's also good for people to hear that their frustrations aren't alone. No, not at all. You know, it's it's kind of a global frustration. So everybody's yeah. feeling it. It's not yeah. just I'm not the only one. Oh my god! No, you are not the only one. Ads to work. <laughs> I mean, th those are so you know those are um, really important things. Yeah. Do you see and uh, like what types of companies are having success on the platform? Like size wise, is there a can you pinpoint? Okay, it's this. Yeah. Got to be a Fortune 100 brand that's actually crushing it or are yeah. there you know where on uh, on the scale of size is it or, or or do you have to be to see success on LinkedIn yeah you can you can be a solopreneur you can be a fortune 500 and I almost think the solo the, 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 the solopreneur doesn't have the resources obviously of the fortune 500 but it also doesn't have the accountability and it doesn't have to jump through as many hoops so uh you know a, a solopreneur who's using LinkedIn to create visibility, to create their brand or to disseminate their brand, um, to, sub, to position themselves as a, a thought leader. And then yes, to drive sales and do some lead generation, some biz dev too, that's fine. But the, the people who spend a little time who, and really the people who have a strategy in place, you know, checklists of things they need to do every day, or, you know, some kind of delegation system in place, people who spend time on LinkedIn every day are going to, are going to be more successful than a large multinational that's just throwing money at ads like American Express. And, you know, I'm not sure what the ROI is, but I'm guessing it's not fantastic. Um, when you look at the case studies, uh, whether it be for the, you know, for, for ads or for um, premium accounts, when you look at the case studies, it's usually actually the small to medium sized companies that are experiencing the success. They have enough resources to to invest in LinkedIn, whether it's ads or premium accounts or, you know, whatever uh, um, hiring, you know, the, the talent solutions. Um, and they have the people who are willing to put in the time and really have a strategy in place. Yeah. You can't just kind of jump on there and go like, I'm here today and I'm going to make million. I, I have had clients who like I got on. LinkedIn one day, the next day, go. Why? Why don't I have more clients? Yeah. You know, what? 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 Where? Where well, are all my okay. leads? Well, there you go. It leads <laughs> yeah. into a question I was wanting. You know, asking. I wanted to ask about how are you telling your clients, or how are your clients? How are they measuring success? 
I mean, where is the measurement of success there? Are, are well, there? <laughs> you know, let's be honest. In the end, it's am I making money with LinkedIn? Oh, of course. So, right. So that that's always am I am I creating the conversations that lead to the meetings that lead to me selling you my product or service? Um, you know, but they've got to do the work, right? So I I had one client. Um, we um, had a medical device. A Tell really, us how you feel. Tell us how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> Throttle. Well, I just wish I experienced this much, much success. He, he had a new, he had a medical device, super cool. I mean, really, it, it was a mammogram, so we didn't have to do this anymore. Sorry. I want to try that. Yeah. It was this really cool new, sorry, sorry, guys. It was this really cool new mammogram device. And we did a campaign for him on LinkedIn. And he had 12 people in his inbox after just, you know, two or three weeks of, 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 um, sharing information with his audience. We had, um, hey, my, <laughs> I love Nicole, my assistant's on. <laughs> um, uh, and Nicole knows, <laughs> Nicole knows exactly who I'm talking about, but don't, don't say who it is, um, NDA. Uh, but so he had 12 emails in his inbox or LinkedIn inbox with over, I think it was five or $10 million of people saying, we want to invest we want to invest. We, we want to invest 50,000. We want to invest a hundred thousand. He never followed up with any of them. Like didn't pick up the phone, didn't respond to any of them. Like it's not, I, I wish I had $12 million sitting in my inbox. Yeah. Um, it just it makes you go, what? Um, so, so it really, how, how much are you going to work it? Um, but just looking at the case studies that LinkedIn presents to us, it looks like the small to medium sized business does really well. Um, a great example of a of of a brand that that I think does a phenomenal job is Citibank, and the reason for that is they have a sponsored group, um, Professional Women's Network. So they knew that uh, uh, one of their key target markets were professional women. Yeah. So they pay for this group, the Professional Women's Network. They pay several moderators, not just one, but several moderators to moderate this group. The group is happening. I mean, it's there's always interaction. There's always activity. And the ROI for them has been significant. It's definitely been worth the investment in, you know, the, the, the moderators and the investment in the sponsored group itself. Um and the only difference really between a sponsored group and a free group on LinkedIn is in a sponsored group, you own your property. So other other companies' um, ads and brands are not going to show up on your group. That's real. And they, they have better analytics. But other than that, there's no difference between a sponsored group and a regular group on LinkedIn. I, the, the problem with LinkedIn groups, laziness. I will tell you right now. Moder and I'm one of them. Moderators are lazy and they're not doing what they need to do to keep the conversation going. And much of it is because it's not this kind of atmosphere where it's, well, not that I'm letting Cody speak or you much, but <laughs> it's, it's not at this I'm interactive. <laughs> Thank that. you. I'll shut up soon. <laughs> I'm like, I've been up for 14 hours. I'm like, ah, um, it's, you know, the, the, the conversation that there's too much lag time. So maybe with this new messenger, we'll, we'll get more interactive groups as well. I don't know if they've got the, if they've got the technology for the new inbox, then maybe they'll have the technology for groups as well. So you um, mentioned groups are like slow death. You mentioned uh, City had great ROI. Yeah. Um, what were they looking at in terms of you know the ROI? Or, or <laughs> I can't remember. I really should have looked that up. Um, I did. A, I did when I did the Linda course. I, I actually read the uh, read the group. Um, 
I, I honestly can't remember. I'm going to pull something complete. Well, isn't that what most facts and figures are, just pulling them out of our ass? Um, if I remember correctly, though, I'm, gonna, I'm totally making this up. I can't remember. There was The number was a 1,000 in it or something. They had like a 1,000% positive ROI. I mean, they had, you know, for whatever their spend was, it was probably my guess is 10 to 15K a month, the transition of people moving over and wow. using Citibank bank cards and, the, and, and women starting to bank and going to the conferences and, and, you know, starting to invest with Citibank. I mean, the conversion was like seriously significant. And but again, honestly, they're putting up upfront. There's a lot of upfront capital. 15 grand at least. I mean, okay, I think so. the, yeah. So you're looking at 10 grand um, mm -hmm. a month for the sponsored group ish and then uh yeah probably another you know five to ten grand to pay the people who are monitoring it yeah so that's i mean yeah. we're talking okay so we're, yeah we're not talking, talking you and i doing this yeah, no yeah. no um but you don't have to have a sponsored group again the only difference is you own the real estate right so mm -hmm. you don't have to have a sponsored group so there i just saved you ten thousand right. dollars um it's a really good idea though to have if you're not going to do it yourself um then hire someone who can monitor that group for you so which wanna, Nicole does for me. I want you to touch briefly on yes. um, Pulse because yeah. it, I mean it's Pulse. Pulse brief, and publisher. But we don't, yeah, Pulse and publisher. Now, publisher. I remember writing a few a few pieces on publisher yeah. that had forty thousand views. Right now, you I can't. Way better I can't, than I did. <laughs> I can't get two hundred and fifty on. Yeah, on yeah. So first of all, um, yeah. So a couple things about publisher. So Pulse and publisher, two different things, kind right. of. Pulse is the new, and a lot of people still think they're the same thing. So just to clarify, Pulse is your newsreader, publisher is your long form posting. And if you're lucky, your long form post from LinkedIn publisher will get put into a Pulse channel. And now it can be read by thousands or hundreds of thousands of people, not just, you know, your particular network. Um, and yes, the numbers have, have fallen significantly uh, because we have more competition now. Um, what seems to be working for, and, and having said that, you're still getting more views maybe on your published posts than on your blog. I am. I won't oh, say sure. you. Oh, no, I, 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 agree. Right? I agree. So it's worth repurposing the content. A couple things to know. Um, oddly enough, the more, the more content you have in a published post, the better, as in, you know, the more, um, if you've got a thousand or 1500 words, it's better than 300 words, which is a little bit opposite to what we do with most, you know, with most blog posts. So the longer the, the content, the better. Um, posting at 8 p.m. on a Sunday night, because it, it you, you basically gather all the, all, all you, you get all the likes and the shares and they, they contribute towards the next day's analytics. So, Eight o'clock Sunday night. Um, I never remember ever, ever to do that. And there's no scheduling tool. So I just need to have Nicole do that for me because she has nothing better to do on, you know, Sunday night at 8 p.m. Uh, my, my last <laughs> question. was like, I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> my last question before yeah. we uh, jump and bring some people into the hot seat. Uh, yes. And this is, again, we're going to go back to recruiting. I know we kind of we kind of went down a different yeah. path, but... <laughs> What are brands doing on LinkedIn as a recruitment tool? So oh, how are they actually yeah. using or are they using it as an actual <laughs> recruitment tool? Because everyone's they, listen, everyone is using yeah. it as a resume builder or as yeah, a, you know, yeah, a resume. Yeah. So how are they how are brands actually like how do I know? Now I'm right. not looking for a job, but if I right. was looking for a job, how do I know that a brand even cares about what right. my 
Oh, this. Thank you for bringing this up. So and not getting hit up by recruiters. I mean, like random yeah, recruiters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I want to be hit center. up by a brand. And how is that happening? So I got to say, talent solutions is the one thing that works really, really well on LinkedIn if people use it right. I mean, and it's expensive. It's not cheap. But again, the ROI for finding good talent is probably worth it. Um, but the company pages, the career pages, right? So you've got these videos that you can share um, depending on what level of career pages again, 10,000 or 15,000 or more, but what level of career page you have. And this is where bigger brands do have an edge because they, they do have the resources to pour in there. Um, but they've got these beautiful videos that you can do. You've got a whole other separate timeline where you can get your employees to talk about what a great place it is to work. Um, there's a lot of uh, engagement opportunity through the company pages and the career pages um, if people use it right. Again, I've got a couple... <laughs> big clients and you go to the you go to their company page and it is there's no updates no cultural updates no informational updates no interesting updates no fun updates there's nothing that talks about the company culture it's just job listing job listing job listing job listing job listing who wants to work there? I mean, right. you've got to create this exciting, vibrant, I, everyone's, you know, oh, I want to work at Google. Oh, I want to, well, no one works at Apple, but I want to work at Google. I want to work at this cool new startup. I want to, you know, I want to be hip like that person. You've got to share that culture on your company page, you know, and then you can also do that through the company ads as, or the jobs ads as well. But the company page is key to creating that sense of culture. And I got to tell you, it's a big fail for a lot of the companies and brands out there. A couple of them are doing it really, really well. Who? Um, uh, uh, one of, well, <laughs> one of my employees uh, or one of my clients, um, uh, there's actually an Indian company. They're, they're really cool. Um, they're called Vitios, V-I-T-E-O-S. They're an Indian company. They create, I mean, how exciting is this? It's an Indian company that creates um, accounting software. <laughs> so, you know, you're thinking, woohoo. Hey, but exciting they, to somebody. Huh? Yeah, well, it's exciting, it's to, exciting somebody. to somebody. Yeah, but what they've done is they've made they've made the company culture so important, right? And they've made the the idea the idea of working at this company so important. Yeah, start with why. Amen. I, I just had a conversation about that. And that's that's what's important to them is their employees and their employees' happiness, and that's their why. And it absolutely translates in in the company pages. Um, and I just, uh, you know, whether it's to find candidates or whether it's to find prospects, yeah, start with your why. Why are you doing this? Thank you for, yeah, bringing that up. Vivica, thank you for answering our LinkedIn questions. It was a joy to have you on the Brand Boost podcast. Uh, you are an absolute... Furbios. <laughs> fire. I love it. I absolutely love it. So thank you so much. Thank you, really. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. Thank you. you. You are the best, and uh, we'll, uh, I mean, I'll catch you on Blab, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll see you on Blab, and we'll do it again. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Thanks, Rilke. All right. Thanks, everyone. Day. Bye now. Well, there you have it. Sometimes the LinkedIn maze is just a little bit too difficult, even for the experts. What are your questions? Would love to hear them. Tweet me, at Vincenzo Landino. Give me your best questions for navigating LinkedIn. And we'll try to get them answered for you, whether it's on Twitter or uh, direct reply or maybe in another episode of the podcast. Uh, remember, it's at Vincenzo Landino on Twitter and pretty much everywhere else. No episode would be complete without Vincenzo's Italian lesson. 
And today, I want to make sure you're practicing your Italian. So here it goes. Ho bisogno di fare pratica con il mio italiano. Ho bisogno di fare pratica con il mio italiano. That means I need to practice my Italian. So for those of you that are practicing and listening along to the podcast, tweet me, ho bisogno di fare pratica con il mio italiano. On that note, folks, thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. Your ratings and reviews are greatly appreciated in the iTunes store. Please be sure to subscribe, brandboostcast.com. Ciao. This has been a VincenzoLandino.com production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Brand Boost podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to brandboostcast.com forward slash subscribe.